Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of God, we're blessed people. We're blessed to have a God like we've got in our lives. A God who not only saved us and gave us eternal life, but a God who's willing and wanting to restore everything that has been lost or stolen from our lives. So, since our God is that kind of God, we ought to learn what we need to do to let Him be that kind of God in the lives of me and you. So come on and let's learn what we ought to do to let him be a God who recovers and restores everything that was stolen and or lost in the lives of me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. You got a Bible with you, I invite you to turn on Joel chapter 2. And come on, share, let me share this word that I want to share with you. That's going to bless you today in Jesus' name. It blessed me as I was back there cooking it. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's going to be some good eating. You're going to enjoy it today in Jesus' name. Just pull up, pull your seat up to the table and come on, let me dish out as much as I'm able so that you can be able to be blessed like I want you to be with this awesome thing he's about to do for thee. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Recovery and Restoration. Where God is causing the recovery and restoration to come to the people of God. Where God is recovering things, restoring things that were stolen from or lost by the people of God. Where he's going to get back for me and you, regain for me and you some things that was lost and or taken away. Where he's going to make up for and make good for things that were lost, damages on a previous day. Where he's going to reclaim from a bad state as well as practice things that had turned bad for me and you. To be able to take them purify them, straighten them out, and then give them back in a good state to me and you. He's going to regain some things and bring them back to usable form, things that were in refuge, maybe even thrown away. God's going to get them, clean them up, restore them, make them brand new, and bring them back to you and me so that we can enjoy them every day. Praise God. Have an idea hear what the Lord's going to say to you because he's going to talk about one of those things that probably going to come from the junk heap, one of those things that might came from the waste pile. Praise God, but you're going to be able to have it restored to you, and you're going to have a smile in Jesus' name. Foundational text is found in Joel chapter 2. We'll begin to start reading in verse 21, do a very, very brief review, and then move forward into the day and stuff, which is going to show enough bless you. Joel chapter 2, starting with verse 21, it says, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the Tree beareth her fruit. The fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. 
Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain and the latter. He hath given you the former rain moderately, that he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust had eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar, and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat and be plenty and be satisfied. And the pray and the praise and praise the name of the Lord your God that have done dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. And that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. He's talking about me and you. This is something he's going to do for me and you. It's called restoration and as well as recovery to be able to come to me and you. But God's going to regain some things that were lost by me and you. He's going to improve the quality of some things that was taken away and damaged and bust up, beat up. You know, that belong to me and you. And he's going to return things back to their former or even a better state or condition that they were in before. Get ready because here come restoration about to come through your door. Praise God. Recently, in the last few times or two, we've been working on the restoration of our name. Well, God's going to bring the restoration of our name. Why? Because a good name is more to be valued than anything else that you could go after. He said it's better than silver and it's better than gold. Which means if you had silver and gold laying on a table and a good name, he said, pass up the silver and gold, pick up the good name. Praise God. Because a good name will get you the silver and gold. It'll get you a table. It'll get you a house to put it in. Hey, man, and, and pay it off in full. Is anybody hearing me up in here? So go after the good name. Praise God. We found a good name is very pleasant, very uh, uh, pleasurable to have. And not only for you, but the person that's around you, too. Because it's like a precious ointment. It's like a sweet-smelling perfume. Ooh, de toilet. Praise God. That's the, that's the name that you'll get if you do what God said do. Well, he'll make everything work out beautiful for you. And we found out a good name is a very valuable thing to have. And we looked at a whole bunch of people who God restored their name. Praise God. And, and, and we got excited about it, too. Last time I got the privilege with you, we found out he even took a guy like Paul, Saul of Tarsus, who was... I mean, scandalous to the nth degree. Praise God. But yet God restored his name and even gave him a good name amongst the other people that were suspect of him and, and, and concerned about him too. Until eventually, look at him now. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Praise God. We living off the revelation that he gave to. Praise God. He caused untold billions of people to get saved as a result of the name that God gave him. And he can do the same thing for you. Which means even if your name was horrible, as horrible as Paul's was, God said, I can turn your name around in such a way as it's still being spoken of good today. He can do the same thing for me and you each and every day. That was then. Let's get into today's stuff. Today we're going to start talking about the restoration of relationships. The restoration of relationship. Because God can and wills cause restoration of broken relationships. He can and will cause the restoration of broken relationships. Look at your neighbor and say, mm-hmm, yes, he can. Mm-hmm. Turn over to Luke chapter 19. I'm telling you that he can. Praise God. And I'm going to show you in scripture that he said he can. And I'm going to show you in scripture where he said he will. And when God said he will, baby, he will. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you in scripture where he said he shall. 
And when he said he shall, ain't no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. It's going to happen, baby. Luke chapter 19. Let's look at what the Lord came to do so that you can understand what he'll do for you. Luke chapter 19. Let's begin reading at verse 9. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? Amen. It's going to start black and turn real red. Praise God. It says, and Jesus said unto him, this day is salvation come to this house. For as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man is come to seek and save that which is lost. The son of God has come to seek and save that which is lost. We already know, praise God, that Jesus Christ was sent into the world to save mankind. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Because we are part of the mankind that he's already got to. Because we already saved. Look at your name and say, you say? Go ahead and answer them. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Because most of us are the ones that they already got to. Praise God. Hallelujah. We saved. Anybody here saved? Are you glad about it? Well, come on, shout about it. Praise God. Hallelujah. That mission, check, is being accomplished. But notice what it said. Well, notice, notice what it said. Always read Bible accurately. Always read the Bible accurately. Because sometimes we read the Bible and we stick what we want to say up in the middle of it. We stick what we think up in the middle of it rather than look at what did it say. Well, let's read it. Verse 10. He said, for the son of man is come to seek and save that which was lost. That which was lost. Notice Jesus said, the son of man has come to seek and save that which is lost. He didn't say those who are lost. Because if it was those who were lost, then it would have limited to the people who were lost. But he said that which was lost. The fact that Jesus said that does not preclude those who were lost. We prove for that because we saved. Anybody here say? So we prove for that because he didn't, he definitely came to save me and you and other people too. But it doesn't, but it doesn't stop there because it also includes that many of us, let me do it this way. It didn't exclude us, but it included other things in there along with us. It's not just us that say that which Jesus came to save includes relationships because he came to save that which was lost. Relationships that have been destroyed are also that which he would come to seek and save. Relationships that were destroyed also is included in the list of the many things that he came to seek and save. He said he come to Seek and save that which was lost. I love the Lord. Well, well, Jesus came to be able to save some stuff. I love that. The things that were destroyed, he's coming to put back together again. Things that was messed up, he's coming to put back together again. Now, the word destroy means to destroy fully because that's what Satan come to do. He come to destroy stuff fully. Praise God. See, there are many people whose relationships have been destroyed Fully. Well, as far as they're concerned, it's destroyed beyond repair. That's why for some of you, even when I said the restoration of a relationship, you didn't even go there. (laughs) Reflexively, it means to lose or to perish. To lose 
or to perish. Because Satan, who comes not before to steal, kill, and destroy, to destroy fully, he also came to be able to cause us to lose things and cause things to be able to perish. He caused, came to cause us to lose things and cause things to perish. Included are the things that are lost by some of you out of relationships that belong to me and you. Some of the things that perished from me and you were the relationships that were alive and lively at one time before they perished at a certain time. There are many people who lost their relationships with somebody. Maybe somebody that they cared about. Maybe somebody that they loved. But one way or another, for one reason or another, there's no relationship today. Why? Because it was lost. But I know somebody that came to seek and save that which was lost. There are many, also many people whose relationships have perished. Those relationships that are not on life support. They done flatlined a long time ago. They done already put the toe tag on it. It's already been carried away in a zipper bag. Hmm? Don't knob dead. Put in the gravestone, rolled over it dead. Gravestone purchased. Here lies my ex relationship. Hallelujah. But I know somebody that came to seek and save that which was lost, that which was perished. I know somebody that can roll the stone away. Speak in, good to see you, sis. Speak into it on a given day. And it gets back up and come hopping back out. That word destroy also 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 translates mar or die mar m-a-r and die because there are many many people whose relationships have been marred marred their relationships is all scratched up and dented up all scuffed up and side swiped and you're still driving it but dang before before you was proud of it now it's a hoopty type of relationship. It's all dented up, all scratched up, all scarred up. It's being keyed. Some of y'all don't know nothing about that, do you? It's being keyed. Somebody else just ran the key down the side of it and tore up the paint job and wrote nasty stuff all up in the middle of it. That's you still riding around showing everybody to pull up next to you. How much that person appreciated you. Maybe it's not totaled, but it's shown enough badly damaged. And there are some people whose relationships have died. In their minds, mouth to mouth won't help it. There's no resuscitating it. Put up the paddles, it's through. But I know a God who saves relationships. Relationships that are damaged, relationships that are marred, relationships that are lost, relationships that are destroyed fully, even relationships that are dead, God can resurrect and save them. Now, the word save is the Greek word sozo, S-O-Z-O, like bozo, but it's a S, sozo. It means to save, that is to deliver or protect, to deliver 
or protect. This is powerful. Because not only can God deliver your relationship, he can protect your relationship too, if you let him. It also translates heal and make whole. Heal and make whole. God can and will heal relationships that need healing. I know a balm in Gilead. It'll, it'll save the sin sick soul. But I also know a balm in Gilead that can heal relationships that are all out of control. Even ones that have gone bad, dead, flatlined. I know a balm a a that can raise it back up again. God can and will make whole relationships that aren't, aren't that way like they used to be. They might have used to be whole, but they ain't whole no more. Relationship ain't half of what it used to be. God can and will restore them and, rest- and, 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 and recover them and restore them to the way that they were always supposed to be. That's if we give God a chance. God can and will restore relationships between friends, family members, Husbands and wives, siblings, fathers and sons, fathers and daughters, mothers and daughters, mothers and sons don't matter. If it's a relationship that's been lost, God can. And if you let him do the work that he do, then God will recover and restore. Everybody say, go ahead and be God. Turn to Malachi chapter four. Praise God. Malachi chapter four. Oh, yeah. Let the Lord be God. I can feel you up in here, praise God. Some of you are excited. Some of you done got nervous. There's a, there's a multiplicity of emotions that are running through this place at this particular moment. Calm yourself down. Come on, God is good. Yes, he is. God is good. Just trust him. Malachi chapter 4. My, my responsibility is to tell you what he said. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 4. See, God can cause the hearts of parents and their children to be turned back to one another. Oh, yes, he can. Now, can I put a pause button here, right here, please? Now, even though I'm going to talk about various different relationships at the specific times that I read the scriptures, it's applicable to all the relationships that I listed. The relationships between friends, family members, husbands and wives, siblings, fathers and sons, fathers and daughters, mothers and daughters, mothers and sons don't matter. It can apply to all of them. So even though I might be talking about uh, fathers and sons, for example, that does not preclude that it's available to you in whatever relationship that you have. Because God, because God is not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. So if you believe he can do it for you, it'll fit for you. Praise God. And whatever it is that it fits. Malachi chapter 4, pause button off. Verse 5. Now, this is how he was closing up on the book of Malachi. I love this right here because after he wrote Malachi, after he spoke Malachi through Malachi, he shut up after that. He didn't have nothing to say about nothing after that. So whenever you read the last words of somebody, pay attention to what they say. Because he didn't say nothing for another 400 and some odd years. Everybody say, dang. Talking about a cold shoulder, Dang. God spoke and he didn't say nothing else for 400 something years. I'm like, dang. Anyway, we pick up on his last words. Verse 5. He said, Behold, check this out and don't miss this. I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. 
And he shall, speaking of the Lord, and he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Now notice he said, he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Then he ain't got nothing else to say. Last thing he said was that he was going to restore a relationship. Of course, the ultimate one that he was talking about was him and us. Him and us. But it also includes natural relationships, too. God has the ability to do that, too. Now, if I can tell the truth of the matter, praise God, that unless the first one that I said, him and us, is, the, is, is done, the other ones are irrelevant. Amen. Because it's nice that you grinning at one another for a little while, but all y'all going to hell if you ain't got this one. And so, you know, I ain't trying to discount it or nothing. I'm just trying to make sure you understand. That's how big of a difference that it is between the one between him and us and the one that between us and everybody else. But see, those people's up in here already got the first one together. Glory to God. So let's let him get to working on the rest of them. Praise God. Hey, hey. I felt a sink. Praise God. <laughs> It's all right, I'm going to just keep preaching, praise God. In season, out of season. Whether you like it or don't like it, I'm going to just go ahead and preach, praise God. God wants to restore families. God can cause the hearts of the parents and their children to be turned back to one another. Now, this is, a, this is speaking of the undutiful, disobedient children who are estranged from their fathers. Because that's who Israel was at that time. They were the undutiful disobedient children, stubborn, hard-headed, hard-hearted, disrespectful children who they were to the father. And some of us have been in relationships with people who are very much similar. They're undutiful, disobedient, disrespectful, hard-headed, irritating, To the point that you might have cried for a little while after they was gone, but then after you thought about it, you're like, hey, this is all right. Praise God. Three days of no drama. Praise God. You was like marking it off on the calendar. Praise God. <laughs> like, Lord Jesus, I thank you. Sometimes it take a little while to figure out that you've been made to lay down in green pastures. Praise God sitting there crying and reaching for grass and wiping your eyes and all of a sudden you're reading, hey, this is grass. And it's green. Hallelujah. But God said that he would turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Notice it's a mutual turning. It's a mutual turning. Both hearts turning toward one another. So don't worry, God ain't gonna just spring nobody on you that he hasn't turned the heart for yet. God ain't going to spring nobody on you that he hasn't turned your heart for them yet. Because he understands that it, in order to glue things together properly, both sides have to be properly treated. Amen. Then they'll stick. Amen. So in the meantime, both hearts turning toward one another is what God's going to do. Now that word turn right there means to turn back. It means to turn back. Well, God wants to turn the heart back. Now, that's important because it lets us know that turn back to what? Well, turn back to the way it was before. Turn back to the way it existed before. Whereas God restores it 
back to the way that it was supposed to be, the way it used to be. Adverbially, it means again, again. And when you say adverbially, adverbially, you're talking about how an adverb modifies a verb. So what you do is take a verb and then you adverb that bad boy. And so it, it gives it more clarity and give it more understanding. So adverbially, it, mean, it means again, as in turn again, which means you add the word again to turn. Uh, you turn again. Well, God's going to turn your heart again. Again means it was there before. Again means that it was there before, but he's going to turn it back to where it was before. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope this teaching on recovery and restoration is being a blessing to you, like it's been a blessing to me and others too. I hope even more that you're becoming more inspired to let God be a God of recovery and restoration to you. God's Word is clear, and God's Word is true. God wants to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. He's done it many, many times for me and in my life. And I thank God that he's not through. I hope you'll let him do the same thing in your life. That is, bring recovery and restoration to you and in your life too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you, you'll be blessed if you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.